What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode 140 of Smack Talk, coming to you from SmarkOutMoment.com. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and with me on the mic this evening, we have Steven Wago. Yo. Miguel Leon. Hi. Sean Walker. I'm a fat 30-year-old who plays Dungeons and Dragons, apparently. <laughs> we <laughs> all are. Some angry people leaving comments. And we also have Mike Payton. Oh. Hey, Mr. Taliban, oh. blow up the World Trade Center. I think oh, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> I hope you didn't just think of that at the top of your head. No, I know what he's referencing. Yeah, he just totally couldn't think of the lyrics and just made it even worse. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We're not going to have that coming to you later on this evening anymore. That's so, true. time to re-record the intro. <laughs> But what we do have is the main event of Battleground Predictions. We are going to start doing round three of, or actually do all of round three of the hottest WWE Divas tournament. Got some hot tags coming up in the next part. We've got Fantasy League. We've got a rest hold. And since we're in part one, we've got the Ask Him Wrestling Trivia Question of the Week. Last week's question, though, let's go over that first. It was by myself. I had asked you guys, what other superstar had two women act as valets and refer to themselves with the name Funk? That was Flash Funk. And the question to the audience was, name the two uh, valets that used to accompany Flash Funk. And they were Nadine and Tracy, who also went by the Funkettes or the Fly Girls. So, kind of odd that we've got the Funk thing going on with the Funkadactyls and the Funkettes and all that but wwe likes to recycle stuff so that's why that happens i mean clearly and... that gimmick was so over back then why not use it again i mean we all remember <laughs> flash funk right right yeah. am i right Come i'm on, pretty guys. sure the next episode of wwe countdown is like the top 10 flash funk movements or something of course it might be you never know when they run out of ideas they'll do that uh so let's see who said what for that uh ywc anvil guest ernest the cat miller now that was the theme song that uh Somebody called my mom, the whole thing. Habit Man said the Flashettes, or maybe the Black Flashettes. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. And, well, you don't uh, want to get them confused with the White Flashettes. <laughs> and Watchman King got it correct. Tracy and Nadine, Funkettes, Fly Girls. So, nice job, Watchman King. And uh, that's going to take us into the question for this week, which is from Mr. Payton. So, hit us with it. All right. Well, here in the Ask Him, if this is your first time listening to Smack Talk, the way this works is it's a two-part question. I ask the panelists here on the show the first part of the question. They give their answer, and it leads into the second part, which you are going to be opted to answer in the comments below via Twitter or whatever else you decide to submit it with. And the first part of the question is, well, first, the topic for this week's Ask Him is Kenta, the newest star signed by WWE to their NXT program. Is My the answer Japanese? No. Good try, though. The question is, Kenta has a very unique moveset, and he's known for having a number of finishing moves. Three of these finishing moves, yes, three of those finishing moves have been used by top-tier WWE superstars recently. What three moves are those, and what superstars use them? Okay, there is the go-to-sleep for CM Punk, the flying Busaiku knee bullshit one. Daniel Bryan uses my the cell phone going off. Cena. Yeah, that. And did he get the uh, Anaconda voice from it? I thought it was when we were talking on Monday, but I, that was incorrect. But there is a submission hold. 
Is it the Koji Clutch? Nope. AJ Lee's Black Widow? That is it. Nice. He, he used to do a move called the Octopus Stretch. That's the base name for it. And then AJ Lee started incorporating that as the Black Widow. So that brings me to the second part of the question. Kenta is actually not the first famous wrestler from Japan named Kenta. The other one actually trained him was named Kenta Kabashi. Kenta Kabashi had a number of famous feuds with another fellow Japanese wrestler in All Japan Pro Wrestling, eventually carrying over into a new federation formed with that wrestler. What is that wrestler's name and what was that new federation made? Clearly it's Lord Tensai. (laughs) Yes. Well, if you guys think you know the answer, go ahead, take your guess, leave your comments below on the YouTube video, tweet at SmartOutMoment with the hashtag AskHim, or leave a comment on the page of SmartOutMoment.com, which will have all the video stuff and all that information for this episode. And next week, we'll tell you who gets it right and who gets it wrong, and that means we are done part one here, and we're going to roll along into part two with the hot tags of the week. All right, guys, we are on part two, and that means it's time to break down what random stuff that we want to talk about for the current events and the hot tags for this week. Hot tags. Hot tags. A little lukewarm this week. I've made that joke enough times I can officially retire that after this week. Um, Let's just throw a random run out here. Uh, WWE has officially signed Kenta to NXT Developmental, and that's obviously one of the bigger ones to talk about this week. I don't really know all that much about Kenta, so he's one of those... Sankara kind of things. I didn't know much about Sankara when he was announced, but if he's a big name and if he's as good as they think that he is and what everybody else says, then awesome. The more good people that you get in WWE, the better. And hopefully it just doesn't turn into a Sankara thing because I don't know if there's really anybody else who could try to pretend to be Kenta on the roster. I don't think Unigo can pull it off. But uh, what do you think about this, Wigo? I think it's an awesome signing. I'm in favor of whenever they bring in some international talents. I worry what they're going to do with him, and hopefully he learns to speak English. I'm glad we're sending him down to NXT so he can learn the style, learn to play to the cameras, and get a bit of grooming before they bring him up to the big leagues. So I'm excited for the signing, but I'm not going to get my hopes up for how they use him. Miguel? I want to be excited about this because, I mean, Kenta obviously is, is a, a big name from where he's where he comes from, which they could always use that kind of rub. I mean, supposedly the big reason why they're bringing him in is because when they um, when they do the expansion for the WWE Network into Japan, they want him to be one of the flagship uh, spokesmen for it, which is great. But it just it I feel like it's going to be one of those situations where they're going to make a big deal about him and then they're just going to have him on the roster to have him. He's just going to be a job guy for the most part. And they'll trot him out to Japan or to do promotional stuff whenever they need him. And I honestly think that's a real disservice to the guy. I think you I think if they really wanted to make a star out of him, they could. But we've seen time and time again with Japanese wrestlers that they, they get bored of them real quick. So I, I don't know if this is, uh, you know, it's it's great that he's going to WWE, but I wonder if it's going to be a step up in the right direction for him or if he he's just better off staying in New Japan. John, what do you think? He's Asian. He invented the GTS. Great stuff. <laughs> Short to the point. Payton? 
Yeah, he is the Asian sensation. Everyone really kind of touched on any points I would have brought up. I, I think the smartest thing they're doing is that they are sending him down to NXT first. A lot of people get butthurt about that. Like, oh, he's ready. He's ready. He doesn't need that. Listen, he's he's a legend over in Japan. He's not a legend here. He's still got a lot to learn to adjust here. I think he actually is pretty decent with the English language. But still, there's the WWE style you got to learn. You don't want to make the same mistake you did with Sin Cara. You don't want to overhype him, bring him up to the main roster and push him to the moon and then find out he's a flop. I don't have as much of a worry with that as Kenta. Uh, his style, I think, is going to combine with the WWE style a lot easier than Sin Cara's did, which was more in the Lucha-based style, and there's really no other Luchas in WWE. Kenta can find other technical-based wrestlers, and he can even adjust his style more to get in there as well. And he's wrestled in America many times before. He's wrestled in Ring of Honor, so that that's not going to be as much of an issue. The big thing with the signing is, of course, to build up their market in Japan, not just for the expansion of the WWE Network, but I believe they also just signed a big deal to get NXT airing over in Japan. So having him down in their NXT program is going to be big, big numbers for them with that show. Overall, I think this is a fantastic signing, and I hope for the best for everybody involved. Uh, hopefully our first Japanese world champion, and we're not just going to sit here and keep begging for it like we did with the English world champions. What do you mean? Yokozuna was clearly Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> so we go from the guy who invented the GTS to the guy who made the GTS uh, popular in America. CM Punk has been removed from the roster on WWE.com and put over into the alumni list. So that's, what, a day after they tried to market the WWE Network's um, airing of the DVD or something? I don't know why there's certain people that are really thinking that this is just like, oh, they're just doing that because he's going to come back and he's the plan C or whatever. Punk's gone. I mean, isn't that obvious by now, especially after doing something like this? Who knows? Wago, you've been the guy who uh, has been saying for a while that it's all work. Still hanging on that? When he returns in a couple of years, you're all going to be sorry. And yeah, I'll be right. But, I mean, it, it, it's just like it's just like Ryback. They're not burying him. Yeah, not burying him Ryback. They're just, like, keep cooling him off for a bit. <laughs> for, a, for, a, for a bit, for a few years. Yeah. Um, as far as this goes, yeah, that's the section for guys that don't appear on the roster anymore, and he hasn't for quite a while now, so it makes sense. No reason to make a big deal out of it. But that stink, huh? <laughs> we'll do him next. Miguel? Your thoughts on CM Punk? It's unfortunate, but he had his run. I think for a guy in his position to have gotten away with a 434-day title reign is really impressive. Honestly, if you don't take into account that small bit in between where he he wasn't champion, he had it for a, he was in the limelight for a pretty substantial amount of time. So I can never say that he never got his due. It really is unfortunate at a time where I think they are missing big-name stars. They could really use a guy like him up there, mixing it up with the likes of Orton and Cena and things like that, and especially with the new crop of stars. But, I mean, stars come and go, so it is what it is. I'd love to see him come back sooner rather than later. I'm, I'm never going to give up hope on that, but I, I think we can all agree that his his current run as a uh, star is pretty much done. John? Yeah, did we lose Sean? He said if he falls asleep, just cut him off. <laughs> oh, my bad. I accidentally made my mic. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Flat>. <laughs> and but now he, here's the real Sean Walker, folks. 
What do you think of Punk, Sean? I honestly thought this was going to come a lot sooner because I honestly thought his contract had expired like two weeks ago, but next week is his contract expires or the next two weeks. Let me check Jeffel's own. <laughs> it's sometime by the end of the month, I think. Unless they went ahead with that extension that we were talk- uh, talking about last week or so. But what's the point of doing an extension if they're, you know, not going to ever have him to pop up on the roster again? Nah. <laughs> Payton, round us out here. Uh, you know, there's a lot of conflicted opinions about this. I don't personally miss CM Punk too much, but I think it is a shame that he got all this time on top. He got what he wanted and then just packed his bags and went home. If he needed a little vacation, that's one thing, but... The fact that he's completely shunned wrestling since then really is kind of turn off for me. I, I was a punk fan for a period of time. During the last year he was around, I felt like he was just phoning it in and he was not putting in the effort that truly the company deserved from him. So this is probably beneficial for everybody involved. I just hope this doesn't tarnish his legacy overall. And maybe he could still come back someday. He's still young enough to where he can come in for another two, three, four year run. But as, as it stands right now, he he's got he's got a lot to make up for in my opinion and i don't want to just be that guy naysaying it but this was a really crummy way to go out and i'm sure it wasn't his like optimal choice to have done it that way but just just really sad story i think and and hopefully this isn't the end of cm punk it won't be if if wwe can bring back brock lesnar after the nonsense that they went through with him there's a good chance punk will be back yeah, I could see him coming back eventually, and then Wego would be like, oh, I was right the whole time. It's been the well, longest swerve in right. WWE. It's been the longest swerve in WWE history. Yeah, it'll just be like the Montreal Screwjob. Brett's back. That was all bullshit too. <laughs> <laughs> so we also have the first time that Sting has ever popped up on anything WWE related outside of like a DVD or retrospective or something, and that was that little commercial that they ran on raw which pissed people off because they were expecting sting to come out so it was like oh my god there's sting wait a minute there's not sting fuck you then (laughs) i got my face painted all 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 like sting for nothing and apparently it cost them two hundred thousand dollars to record that video 2k sports how the fuck would it cost two hundred thousand dollars to do that Okay, I, guys, we're no. losing a lot of money now. Need to I, focus I, on the essentials. 200k on advertisement. I completely believe it, because even looking at it, I was like, wow, the production on this is high. Yeah, like, it at, just looked expensive. At, as a guy who does these kinds of things, it's very easy to rack up that kind of number doing a commercial. you got to consider they had all those extras they had to pay. Extras get paid a pretty good amount of money, um, especially when you're talking about getting specialists. Like, those people were all musicians. I remember seeing the casting call for this. Those were all trained musicians, so they would know how to play in time. They weren't playing the actual music you were hearing, but they had to know to sync their movements up with what was going on. Um, they had to spend all that money getting makeup, costumes, probably renting those instruments. I can't imagine all those musicians brought them themselves. That was a very excellent commercial they put together, and I have no problems believing that that was easily $200,000, if not more. It's a good thing that 2K Sports funded the bill, though. Yeah. Because if WWE would have done that with all that cost-cutting measures that they've been doing, they'd just been like, fuck. They they went into their rock star budget. (laughs) That was their GTA budget they put into that. I'm sure they've got quite a bit left over from uh, what they made back off it. (laughs) 
Does anybody else have any other things they want to say about this video and uh, staying popping up on 2K15? I forgot how old. I forgot how awesome that version of Sting's song oh, is. Yes, I love the crow theme. Yeah, and I'm and not even the original one, the the really big orchestral one that he came out to later down the line before mm. he got Seek and Destroy. I that gives me that opening still gives me chills. I pre-ordered the game anyways, so you know, <laughs> no difference. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna pre- definitely gonna pre-order it myself. First time I pre-ordered a WWE game, I think. They never really enticed me with any offers before. And that whole Undertaker thing they did last year was neat, I guess. I, I wasn't even sure if I was going to buy that game last year. This one already is hooking me more than the one previously. Uh, based on the roster and now the pre-order bonus, once they actually show us some gameplay, I'm, I'm probably going to be rushing to the store to drop down my five bucks on it. What was the thing that you were trying to say, Wago? About it being old? Sting looks old as hell now. I didn't realize. I haven't seen him in a while, or at least not on some decent uh, well, cameras. Well, let, let me um, break some news to you guys. That was not Sting in that commercial. That was a body double. That was? Mm-hmm. Was? Mm-hmm. Nah. Mm-hmm. Nah. Mm-hmm. Nah. Did it cost $100,000 to get that body double? Yeah, I, I, kind of, I kind of buy it because the body double did not look anywhere as weathered as Sting does. Like, I actually did watch, I actually did watch TNA in those later later years before Sting left, and yeah, he, he looks way older than that guy did. Like, if that was supposed to be Sting, he got work done in those intermittent, in, intermittent years, in those intermittent months, actually. You never know. I mean, when you come to WWE, you tend to look better no matter what. So. <laughs> I just kind of assumed that Sting got there and was just like, Ah, uh, this is what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like, you know, that kind of thing where you just lose all the weight off your shoulders and all that other kind of stuff. And, like, imagine after that, like, what would happen to Kurt Angle? He'd be like, my neck doesn't hurt anymore. Oh. I'm in WWE. <laughs> oh, my hair grew back. This is amazing. My marriage is back together. <laughs> <laughs> my Twitter account didn't get hacked today. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to another topic here. Uh... This is just something stupid to throw out there. Um, we joke every once in a while that WWE listens to Smack Talk. Obviously, we have no means of knowing if that ever did happen or ever will happen, and you have to assume that they don't because, you know, why would WWE waste their time and whatever? But every so often, there's an odd coincidence that happens, and it makes you kind of think. Now, one of them's coming up in the Did You Know? But the other one I want to throw out here is another thing that we referenced on Monday Night Raw, uh, the Monday Night Raw post show. Team Kofi from Payton. Now WWE the next day is thinking about actually putting those two together and making that the team name. I blame you, Payton. Yeah, I'm sorry. Team Kofi. You say you blame Payton, but fuck, you would have come up with that. <laughs> I blame him for thinking of it ahead of time and me not being able to take credit for such a terrible <laughs> name. Well, I, be- I believe it. And, and like a more positive note, I support the tag team. Maybe not the name, but yeah. the tag team I'm all for. And for that matter, I support Heath Slater and Titus O'Neil. When you first told me that pairing the other night, I thought it was odd. Which, by the way, that was a team that was supposed to face the Usos on Monday. So that question's been answered. Oh, really? Uh, yep. There's actually a really funny backstage interview on the WWE YouTube channel. Their, their Raw Fallout, whatever it's called, with an interview with those two. And oh my god, they were hilarious with each other. So I'm actually looking forward to more of that tag team. And Kofi and Big E, for that matter. 
So he's going to stop being here, say, and he's going to be here, bark to kind of mix <laughs> those two up. But they're also thinking about doing on top of Team Kofi. Uh, they were polling people for two other team names, and um, one of them was the the Layla and Summer Ray team of Lay Ray. Oh God! Oh for fuck's sake! Uh, roll my eyes at that one. The other one I thought was actually like uh, kind of okay, and that was the. Cameron and Alicia Fox won the Foxadactyls, which is so stupid that I laughed out loud and I was like, all right, if you want to go with that, I'll fucking buy into it. Like, so Kofi, Foxadactyls, and Lay Ray, what do you guys think about these teams? Do you think that the team names are terrible enough that they shouldn't team up or just get new team names or you're all in for it and whatever happens, happens? Lego? With how terrible these names are? Yeah, they're definitely fucking listening. <laughs> What's you... your favorite? Lay Ray. It's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, I hope none of these names work out. Uh, some of the teams are interesting, though. I like um, Biggie and Kofi Kingston. We need more uh, random black people being shoved together. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that we agree that they need to just put those two together and Xavier Woods and R Truth and bring back JTG. And Mark Henry, and you know, just make that nation of domination that everybody keeps saying for years, right? Seems legit, not racist at all. <laughs> That's what like every wrestling website says constantly. Black guys team up together. Why don't they make a nation of domination? Like, just because they happen to have that skin tone, they should be angry at everybody and well, stuff. That's my article for our next uh, bit on getting over. <laughs> what do you think about these different? teams and their names and everything miguel i think whoever comes up with these names needs to be fired on the spot i don't even care if it's stephanie no so these i can't even be mad at this point because this it's probably from the same people who came up with the name dolph ziggler and what was that other one lucky cannon and eli cottonwood just something about names is just they go they go full retard i I don't understand i Um, think those names were by dusty Rhodes. It that, pro- that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a baby. Like, uh, you can't you see him being backstage and being like, uh, you know, your name's Eli Cottonwood. And they'll just be like, <laughs> fucking Dusty wants to name him Eli Cottonwood. Now, why don't we just do it? Just you, fucking, what about the weirdo fuck- with the mustache? Yeah, do it. <laughs> no, he doesn't have a mustache. His mustache is just better than everybody else's. <laughs> In terms of in terms of the actual teams themselves, I'm fine with them. They're makeshift tag teams, but they could work. Especially in the case of uh, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna say the actual name, but Cameron and Alicia Fox. I mean, that's as makeshift as you can get. The Summer Layla thing, I guess, makes sense. I mean, honestly, I if you're gonna call them anything, call them the Dolphets because I I think they should be Dolph Ziggler's uh, valets. But then that's just me. Um, in terms of uh, what was the other tag team that they had? The Kofi and um, the Kingston and Langston. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, those guys could, I think could really work off of each other. Um, I guess the name Kofi isn't too in- insulting. Kofi Langston. <laughs> I'm just waiting for whatever name they're going to give uh, Slater and Titus. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to figure out what gimmicky names they can give those guys. That's your next one to name, Peyton. Since you got Kofi, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think about it, Sean? I'm still butthurt the fact that Kurt Hogan's left and I didn't get to see Team Broski one last time. 
Oh, the major yeah. broskies. Major it would have worked. Mm-hmm. Would have worked. So fuck the WWE creative. <laughs> Your thoughts about this, Peyton? Oh my goodness, these teams are awful. <laughs> and this is on top of uh, what's that awful tag team name they came up for the NXT group was like the Mechanics or something. Yeah, the Mechanics, and then they had to immediately explain what they meant by the Mechanics. Because everybody was like, I don't see any fucking construction stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, if you They're have... like, no, 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 ring mechanics like uh, Arn Anderson. We really like Arn Anderson. Yeah, if you have to explain what your team name means, it's it's not going to work. Although, in a positive note, they also came up with the Vaud Villains, which I think is a fantastic name. Let's but... just be thankful they're not calling them Team Layray or Team Mechanics. Like, oh, they fucking okay. went for that phase for a while. Give, give them some time. Um, and you forgot to mention, this is also one week after they also stole Seth Rollins' cat from us. Yeah, that's true. Seth Rollins cat was the third one. And one in one week they've taken three things that we've done. Wait, they got they took Seth Rollins cat? Yes. Angry hungry Seth Rollins cat. They made it into a meme on WWE.com. Oh, okay. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so the next stupid ass thing that we do on Smack Talk, pay attention because it'll pop up on WWE.com. Okay, just, we really need to stop pushing Toe Trick Pig. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Rusev to come out as a potato. Eventually he will, the way that we keep hitting on the potato thing. He, He's going to come out with a potato. Once he gets beat by Cena and cool off, watch. <laughs> it's, instead of coming out and waving the flag, he's going to start chucking potatoes. <laughs> oh, will definitely be Peyton's favorite wrestler. <laughs> come out with a spud gun. The old spud nick joke. The accolade one. is just somebody called the masher. <laughs> Okay, there's one other hot tag to mention, and that's from uh, Wago pointed this out earlier. Bobby Lashley is going to be fighting at, what is it, Bellator 120-what? Just call it Bella shit, and um, it's going to be Bellator 123, 132. I don't remember what I told you, but he is fighting some can, so if he loses, I'm going to laugh my ass off. He's fighting what? A can. It's a terminology for a really shitty fighter who's had eight wins and seven losses. Hmm. So I think it's just a gimme fight to introduce him, but if he loses, he's going to look fucking terrible. This is a no-win for him if he doesn't come out on top. And the fact that he lost a fight for getting too tired before <laughs> doesn't bode well for him. Your thoughts on this, Miguel? I mean, they have Bobby Lashley under the Viacom umbrella with TNA, so it would make sense that they want to utilize him in that regard. And yeah, it's, it's 123. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for it. It's not a bad-looking card, to be honest with you, but yeah, if, if he loses, it's just going to be another another nail in the coffin for Bellator, which if you're an MMA fan, you know there's, there's a lot of nails in that coffin right now. And to, and also, he's the TNA champion, so he's gonna, that company's going to look even shitter if he loses. Yeah. But then again, they did promote uh, King Mo as their next big TNA star, and didn't he just lose to uh, Rampage? Yeah, and what's King Mo doing now? He is actually on the same card as uh, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> hmm. No idea who these people are. <laughs> it's, okay. It, it's okay, Tony. Sean, you going to check this out? Uh, I'm in the same boat as you, Tony. I have no idea who these fuckers are. <laughs> but yeah, I hope Bobby Lashley gets his ass fucking handed to him. So then they have to vacate the title at TNA and then give it to EC3, and then I will start watching. I'd be down for that. I like EC3. Even got what about it. you, Peyton? Do you like uh, Ethan Carter? Ethan Carter. Ethan Carter. 
I have no idea what the crap you guys are talking about. Bobby Lashley's playing Kick the Can or something. I, I completely <laughs> missed this. I would pay to see that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he'd botch it. <laughs> That's gonna be the next TNA pay-per-view main event, man. Kick the Can. It's their new pay-per-view, Kick the Can, where every match is a Kick the Can match. <laughs> Apparently the, the rules are the opposite. The can has to kick you since it's yeah. fucking TNA. <laughs> I wish TNA would just kick the bucket. <laughs> Let's see what you did there. Alrighty, guys. Well, there's the hot tags. We're going to roll along into part three and talk about the hottest WWE divas that are on the roster at the uh, round three section of that. And then we're going to take a break with the rest hold and then start getting into battleground predictions. Okie dokie, guys, we are in part three of this episode, and we're going to start doing round three of the hottest WWE Divas tournament, but before we get into this set of matches, we need to tell you who won the last set of matches, which was the second half of round two, and those matches were as follows. The Layla was knocked out of the competition with AJ Lee beating her 73% of the vote. Anybody surprised there? I'm not. No, because she's got that cute little round ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love Layla's chubby legs. Same here. We all also... tree trunks, dudes. Tree trunks. All right, that's taking a little bit too far. <laughs> tree trunks. She's got the Chun Li thing going on. <laughs> we also had Lana absolutely kill Veronica Lane. 90% of the vote goes to Lana. Lana's been really doing well in this, and um, I think she's a little bit overrated, but she's uh, whatever it ends up being, um, the people that are overrating her, in my mind, they're really supporting her, so Lana moves it's... on. Veronica Lane does not. <laughs> Veronica it's... Lane, more like Veronica Lane. It's because it's just pictures. You don't actually have to hear Lana speak. That's true. Once you take the it's... voice out, and she's amazing. Also, Tony's fucking choices don't help. Why? Because I chose pictures where she doesn't have that, uh, her hair tied back so tight that her like brain's gonna pop out. Yeah, can you use that one? <laughs> Maybe I'll do that for the next one to make sure that she loses or something. <laughs> Sabotage. I kind of like that look. I don't know about you. <laughs> we also had Summer Rae defeat Sasha Banks. Eighty-eight percent of the vote went to Summer Rae. Disappointed, Peyton? Yeah. You were saying before that you uh, might end up going with Sasha Banks for the whole thing. Well, I might. I didn't say that she was going to make it. I mean, it's not like she's Stephanie McMahon or anything. <laughs> well, if you were going to do your own, I mean, I used to do this with the other competitions. I didn't do it this year, but uh, if you were going to do your own bracket, Summer Rae would not be moving on Sasha Banks would, right? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. So that would be interesting. She would end up facing off against either Nikki Bella or Charlotte. Nikki Bella actually ended up winning that one, 87% of the vote, which I kind of saw that coming, but Nikki Bella kind of struggled before with um, Devin Taylor, so uh, you know you give Charlotte a buy vote and she can really win that one. You put her up against Bella, nope, doesn't win that. I blame you, Rick. I prefer the Bella without the boobs. You're all fucking stupid if you voted for the one with the boobs. What over Charlotte? Well, I don't know the fucking names. <laughs> I'm just, just saying the one. God. I'm just saying the one without the boobs is the fit of sister, you know. You like Brie be better than uh, Nikki? Is that the one without the boobs who's married to Brian? Yeah. Brie's the one married to Brian, yeah. Then yes. That's the one I like because she, <laughs> she hasn't got the boobs. That's she unfortunately people. lost to Emma last round. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but... Um, our... I like that dance. 
<laughs> our next set of matches, this is going to be round three for you guys. And uh, now that we have gotten to the point where we only have four matches per round, we're only going to do ma- uh, round three. Then next week's going to be round four, then round five, then that's it. So the four matches that we have going on here, number one, Paige versus Alexa Bliss. And I'm disappointed because I think Alexa Bliss is probably my number one, if not my number two. And she's losing right now. 69% of the vote is going to Paige. But that's still within the realm that maybe there's a little bit of chance if I delude myself. But more than likely, Paige is going to move on like I expect. And uh, I'll be very sad to see Alexa Bliss go because Alexa has my vote. Let's go around here. Who do you guys vote for? Wego, Alexa Bliss, or Paige? Alexa Bliss, and I find Paige and AJ both really overrated. They really don't have much to offer. They're cute, but it'd be like fucking a child, so no. So you went with Alexa Bliss, who's got like the most childish kind of thing going on <laughs> other than Bailey? Yeah, but Paige has got the emo chick uh, vibe, so it's like fucking a child that's depressed, so it's even weirder. <laughs> Like, if you're the therapist or something. <laughs> People are going to be like, well, let's see, I'm going to vote for this person because she's got a better ass, and this person because she's got better boobs, and this person because if I was her therapist, I'd be more like... <laughs> uh, Miguel, who are you voting for, Paige or Alexa Bliss? Based on the pictures you posted, I'm really not into women with muscles like that, so I'm going to have to go with Paige. I-, I like my women a bit softer. Plus, I like the accent. Fair enough. Sean, you've got a similar accent. You going with Paige? I have nothing like what? Trust me, if Paige uh, sounded like Sean, I wouldn't I would vote for Alexa Bliss. But 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 yeah, yeah, I, I went with Paige and, and to help her case, look for her England photos with the England shirt on. She is smoking fit. And yeah, you wanna lick that chicken. <laughs> Peyton, Paige or Alexa Bliss? Oh, goodness gracious. I was thinking that maybe when we got to this point of the tournament that maybe things would lighten up a little bit with us because at least all the girls would be semi-hot and there's not going to be a lot of bad things to say. Uh, apparently not. <laughs> you mean you don't want to lick these chickens? <laughs> uh, I, I definitely go with Paige. She has a more unique look to her. Alexa Bliss just has a typical blonde bimbo. Like, they've had so many women like this before. It's another Kelly Kelly, another Summer Rae. Just, just typical, typical, typical. Paige looks like something different than we've ever seen in the company before. She's fit. She's talented. She has really awesome hair. I, I like her. She's got the uh, she's got them jeans. Them them awesome hot women jeans. Are you sure she's not wearing jeans in the picture? And the sexy belly. Uh, and the sexy belly and the sexy ass. And that chicken. And that chicken. <laughs> right now, Drew's going, oh, man, I wanted to get a chicken joke in here. <laughs> hey, come on, guys. I get, I get a chicken joke. Uh, I did it for the chicken. Uh, at least I got chicken. I'm about that life. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a match. It's a match. <laughs> Our second match is Emma. Still don't know how she got to this point, but she is losing right now to Eva Marie, who has 75% of the vote. I'm voting for Eva Marie here because I voted against Emma when she was facing Brie. I voted against Emma when she was facing Ashley. And uh, I've been a supporter of Eva Marie as well. So, you know, both worlds collide and it's time for Emma to go. Way go. Sorry, who was it again? It was Emma and Eva Marie? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, fuck, a uh, period-headed bitch? I'm not voting for her. Emmer. Emmer. Fuck you. <laughs> Miguel, are you voting for Eva Marie or Emmer? I'm, I'm the lesser of two evils. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Emma. I'm just not a fan of Eva Marie. I, 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 her, I, I, like I said, I'm not a big fan of that awful red wig she wears, and she just comes off as so unlikable, and her ring work is, is just atrocious. So, like I said, I, I'm not a big fan of Emma. She does nothing for me, but lesser of two evils. So I'll go with Emma. Sean, who gets your vote? I, I went with Eva Marie because at the end of the day, after I'm done shagging Eva Marie, she won't go and steal my iPad. <laughs> Peyton? I don't particularly care for either of these girls. I mean, I, I've made my comments known about Emma's face, but Eva Marie is just unbearable. Oh, my goodness. There's She looks like a plastic Barbie doll. The hair color looks awful. And I've noticed that every single picture you've used of Eva Marie, you used pictures of her not with the red hair. Which I don't know if that was on purpose or what, but nothing good about her. I don't want to pick Emma and have her go on to the next round, but I don't think she's going to win the next one. So uh, we'll put her in there for now, and then we'll knock her out next time. All the pictures have been um, when she was a brunette? I thought the first one was a redhead. Maybe. I, I know I've definitely seen a lot of her as a brunette, though. I don't know. I really like the picture that's up for her right now, though, and that's the main reason why I'm voting for uh, Eva Marie, because when she looks like that, then... Woo. Uh, third match we have... This one is a really, really tight squeeze in between the two, and you can take a, a joke and make that whatever you want to do. AJ Lee versus Lana. And at the moment, there's one vote separating the two of them. So that's kind of nuts. Um, I thought this wasn't going to be as tight. My vote's 100% to AJ Lee. I think Lana's attractive, but, man, I would vote for Paige, Alexa Bliss, AJ Lee, Summer Rae, and Nikki Bella, maybe even Marie, too, over Lana. And the only person that Lana would beat in this whole section that are people that are left are Emma, is, is Emma. Um, so I'm really surprised AJ Lee is not getting a bigger lead here, but who knows? I mean, it's pretty new so who did you guys vote for Wego? based off the pictures i've seen of her on the internet she's the type of bitch that you can fucking snort cocaine off her chest so i went with lana miguel just look at that picture of lana you posted up just look at it lana that's all i gotta say <laughs> sean i went with april brooks just because i could say that i shared a bit of cm punk's glory that took me a second there, April Brooks. I was just like, wait, who the fuck? Tracy Brooks? <laughs> Somebody else I'd vote for, but that's just me. Tessmacher? Eh, maybe. Wait, you'd go with uh, Tracy Brooks over Tessmacher? I would. Uh, blasphemy. <laughs> Peyton, who gets your vote, AJ Lee or Lana? Well, I'm looking at this picture that Miguel is insisting I do. I'm looking... And the first thing that comes to mind is I wonder if she could look back because her eyes look like they're marbles. <laughs> Lana's fine, uh, especially when she has her hair dyed, tied down like that. But <laughs> a AJ Lee is just the hottest thing in women's wrestling right now and has been for a number of years. I liked her ever since she first appeared down in the NXT program. And I saw someone post a, a recap of one of her promos she did during one of the competitions on that NXT show. And it was like, so how about we go back to your place? 
get it nice and dark and turn something on. Like maybe an Xbox 360. Oh, you don't like Xbox? I have a PS3, too. That's adorable. So that's why she gets your vote? Yeah, she's adorable. And our last match is Summer Rae versus Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella is winning right now with 68% of the vote, so still some time for Summer Rae to get some ground, but more than likely Nikki Bella is going to end up moving on. I haven't voted yet. I'm not sure who I'm going to vote uh, for in this one. I'm leaning a little bit more towards Nikki, but that's mostly because Summer Rae has kind of like fallen by the wayside the past couple of weeks. So, I don't know. Probably at the last minute I'll end up voting for Nikki, but... I'm not 100% positive. Wigo, who are you voting for? Technical I'm going to vote for... Did Sean uh, mute your uh, mic too? Yeah. No, my sorry, my computer crashed for a second. It, okay, it's unfrozen now. What was the uh, vote war on? Nikki Bella versus Summer Rae. Summer Rae. I don't even have to explain why. Miguel. Um, I I think I'm, I'm I don't think I'm gonna be voting for a female Triple H here. I think I'm gonna go with Nikki Bella. Sean, <clears throat> man, my voice cracked there. Sean, Miguel, we are no longer friends. Summary for the win. And Peyton, and how can you not look at look at the tits? <laughs> man, just, <laughs> you 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 wouldn't want to have a tit wank off that. Tell me that now. Come on, at least they move and like plastic Barbie over there. Your defense I'm... for that, Miguel? What was that? Your defense? Uh, I really don't have much of a defense. Like I said, I, I honestly, if you gave me both choices, I would take neither. But I, I have a thing for Nikki Bella. I, I can't explain why. I, it, I just do. Hmm. Maybe it's the Cena rub. I don't know. <laughs> you really want the Cena rub. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you want Cena to rub against you? Okay. <laughs> and Peyton, who are you rooting for? Another one I'm just not really too big of a fan of either one of them. Um, Summer Rae, I guess, would be the lesser of the two evils. But again, she's just this typical blonde girl with nothing particularly special or sticking out about her. If this was a year ago, I would have hands down went with Summer Rae. She was showing off her legs really well, and she was showing a little bit of a personality, and she was coming out with Fandango. But now it's just all stupid. Nikki Bella looks another one who just looks completely plastic. She's the lesser of the sisters, and uh, not excited to with anyone who would have been with John Cena. Uh, you know, that, that raises an important question. Would sex with John Cena kill Nikki Bella? <laughs> Superman joke. I got it. <laughs> Can I just say, we're all winners. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, if you uh, still have not voted yet, make sure you go to smartoutmoment.com, click the link below in the YouTube description, and you will be able to vote for all four of these matches until... Monday Night Raw begins on Monday night. It's kind of redundant, but uh, <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead, oh, make oh, sure oh, you cast yeah. those votes. And next week we will move on with round four. And whoever ends up winning these four matches, it'll be those two matches. Then we'll be down to just one match for the finals. And then we'll crown who is the hottest WWE diva on the roster for 2014. I think it's time for a little bit of a break, and I'm pretty sure you all agree, so we're going to go along with the rest hold, and we will see you back again in part five with the Battleground predictions. Can I just add something quickly? Go for it. I'm watching you people, so no fapping. (laughs) No fapping, all right.
Well, you clearly aren't watching me then. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but I think it's time for a rest hold. And if you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about when I say that, this is the part of the program where we take a little bit of a commercial break and promote some of the stuff going on this week for Smart Out Moment, Smack Talk, all of our Mega Powers kind of associated projects, and anything else under a mango tree that we want to throw out there including Outside Interference, which is where I tell you guys that I've written something for a website outside of Smart Out Moment. Usually it's the Bleacher Report card, and this week I actually haven't written anything because it's another one of those pay-per-view weeks, and every time that there's a pay-per-view, you will catch my two usual articles right after the pay-per-view, immediately following it, the biggest highlights and low points of Battleground, and reviewing the biggest stars of the night. So go to my Bleacher Report profile and you'll be able to see those when they're up, and you can check anything else that I had written that you're interested in in the past. For next week, there will be links on the YouTube description. I probably am not going to remember to do that in retrospect for this video, so I apologize if you're looking there, but you can also find it on the Facebook and Twitter accounts for Smart Out Moment and Tony Mango. And you can just go to smartoutmoment.com, and on the homepage you'll see the outside interference section, and the two links will be posted there as well. Next up is Smart My Words, where I showcase some interesting comment that you guys had left on the last episode on the YouTube channel. And this week the honor goes to a frequent winner of this, the Habit Man, for his comment. I'm going to say, Tony, your fucking puns are so stupid that they're awesome. I love puns. Sandow's leather ink pad design was awesome for a jobber. LOL, this is some funny shit. Man, you guys are fucking awesome. I love this podcast. All that love sent right back to you, Habit Man, and everybody else that's a regular on this show, and any of the newcomers as well, because we love having you guys. We love having you drive the discussion on the comments. Uh, whenever you guys are popping up on the Monday Night Raw post-show chat, keeping that going, all that's awesome. We love having you guys, so the love sent right back to you guys. And thank you to everybody who left the comment this week. Make sure that you do that again next week. Make sure you invite your friends as well if they're interested in wrestling and everything like that. And tell us to smart your words. The next edition of the Monthly Mailbag is going to be coming up on episode 143. So if you have any questions you want us to answer, whether it's wrestling related or not, doesn't have to be. Go ahead to the contact form of smartoutmoment.com, send me an email through that, fill up that inbox, and we will answer anything that you guys send our way. And we will be doing that on the next live edition of Smack Talk, which is coming up August 9th, that's a Saturday, at 8pm Eastern. You can find that on megapowersradio.com. We're bringing back the summer block party that we did last year where you guys can call in live to the show and drive the discussion in any kind of a way that you want. You can answer the Ask Him Live. We can talk about the hot tags. You can ask us more, more mailbag questions. Whatever you guys want to do. Or you can just sit and bullshit with us because that's fun too, right? So mark your calendar Saturday, August 9th, 8 p.m. Eastern, megapowersradio.com. Summer block party two is heading your way. Let's make this the best party of the summer. Remember about the Sign Me Up initiative. If you're going to be going to any kind of a wrestling event, just take a sign that says smartoutmoment.com and send me a picture or a video of it, and I will feature it on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk as a thank you for showing your support for the website. 
There's also another website of mine, fanboysanonymous.com, if you're into superheroes and movies and comic books and video games and everything else that is kind of nerdy and geeky and whatever. And you can find our podcasts that are associated with that website outside of the articles on youtube.com slash fanboysanon. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you like this show and you want to hear more of our opinions about things that are outside of wrestling, that's a place where you can go check that out. And finally, the last thing, per usual, if you would like to join the Smart Out Moment team in some kind of a way as a writer or an editor or something else like that, then go to that same contact form as the mailbag questions, send me in an application, and I will get back to you with more information as soon as I can. And I still have a little bit of energy left in me, so what we're going to do is start breaking down our predictions for everything that's coming our way with Battleground in the next part. So stay tuned. Click on that next video, and we will see you there. Okay, it's time to start talking about all those Battleground predictions that we've got coming your way. And there, of course, is going to have a pre-show for this, so that's where we're going to start off. The kickoff match is Cameron versus Naoma. And um, I could see either of these two winning. Um I used to think that maybe this was going to end up being a good match, and Naomi and Cameron were going to be able to show something that we haven't seen in a while or whatever. Now I really don't have a whole lot of faith in it. And um, maybe it's because they put it on the pre-show. Maybe because they felt like when they were making the graphic up for it that they needed to throw a whole bunch of fucking random social icons on there, and that's the primary focus instead of the two people that are actually wrestling in the match. I don't know, but... Cameron is my choice to win this. I think she's going to cheat in some kind of a way. Maybe like Alicia Fox will cause a distraction and she'll pin Naomi by holding her tights or something. I don't know. But this will be something that you could probably skip and it'll probably not be worth a damn. But who knows? Maybe they'll be able to prove us wrong and have a pretty decent match. Wago, who do you think's winning? What do you got going on with this match? Which one's the baby face again? Naomi. Naomi. She wins. Why is that? Just because, because she's babyface? Yeah. I don't see him really doing anything with... Um, I, I totally forget the names of these two, and TheBomb.com can go fuck herself, and I think WWE <laughs> suffer the same uh, opinion, so I expect whoever the babyface is to win. TheBomb.com, Cameron. Oh. <laughs> Miguel, what do you think's happening here? Oh, I'm just going to say Naomi, and for that... Oh. I need a drink, hold on. All right. Yeah, I can't root for anybody that has that nickname. I'm going to go with Naomi. John? Sean wins because he's not watching it. <laughs> That's a good way to it. <laughs> Peyton? A couple weeks ago, I would have said Cameron hands down. But now that I've seen that they're just going to throw her with Alicia Fox, who's another diva who's just made herself go absolutely nowhere they're probably just going to flounder around doing whatever heck they're doing facing whatever it divas are around and losing to them so i would expect naomi to pick up the victory now so as we're going to go through every one of these matches make sure you guys tell us what your predictions are and what you think is going to end up happening during this match on the comments below and the next one we're going to talk about i see championship in part six Welcome back, everybody. If you just clicked on the last video, we started talking about the Battleground predictions. We did the kickoff, and we're going to get into one of the more important matches of the night. 
and just get right into that. We're on part six right now of episode 140, and it's time to talk about the Intercontinental Championship, which is currently held by Vacated, his third championship this year after defeating Paige for the NXT uh, Women's Championship and defeating Daniel Bryan for the world title. So Vacant is on a roll, but uh, not everything stays on a roll, not even Funk, according to the last segment. And we've got... Got like 30 people or something like that that are in this match. A quick rundown. I'm going to breeze through these as fast as I possibly can. But these are the potential people that can be our next Intercontinental Champion. Cesaro, Kofi Kingston, Damian Sandow, Great Khali, Rob Van Dam, Dolph Ziggler, Big E, Ryback, Curtis Axel, Alberto Del Rio, Bo Dallas, Sheamus, Fandango, Sin Cara, Zack Ryder, The Miz, Adam Rose, Diego, R-Truth, Xavier Woods, Hearsay Heath Slater, and Titus O'Neil. One of those guys is going to be the next Intercontinental Champion, and that's all going to take place at the Battle Royal Battleground. Apparently, Bad News Barrett is going to show up and support Hearsay Heath Slater, but who do you guys think is going to end up winning? I am really hoping it comes down to one of these couple people. Cesaro, The Miz, Ziggler, Kofi, Sandow, and Fandango. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I do have to point out that I, I believe they, it was just announced that um, Sandow was actually being pulled from the Battle Royal. Him so and Adam Rose, Rose were going to be in it. They are? Yeah, they mm-hmm. were going to be in it, but they just got pulled from it. I think they're mm-hmm. going to probably end up throwing that matchup on, with them on the pay-per-view. Uh-huh. Or going to do a commercial. Yeah, some stupid-ass commercial for some other kind of food product or something like that. At least we'll get to see the... So that'd be cool. But, uh, all right, two other people taken down then. So, um, actually, somebody I didn't mention in that list of the people that I wouldn't mind seeing is Bo Dallas. So, there you go. Bo Dallas takes Damian Sandow's spot. Bo Dallas, Kofi Kingston, Fandango, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, and Cesaro. Those are the guys I would be happy seeing. But primarily, the person that I want to see this uh, match is The Miz. It used to be Cesaro, and I still think Cesaro is going to win this, but I think The Miz can do better with the Intercontinental title, and I think Cesaro doesn't need it at this point if they put a little bit of effort into him and build him up to having that Brock Lesnar versus Cesaro match at WrestleMania. Because I don't think that we're getting Roman Reigns versus Brock. I think we're getting Roman Reigns versus uh, either Triple H at WrestleMania or John Cena. So a lot of this depends on what their plans are with Cesaro. And if he's not the person that they're going for, then it can almost be a crapshoot between a lot of people. But I'm hoping that The Miz wins here. Who do you guys think is going to win, and who do you hope wins? Wego? I think The Miz is going to win, and I want The Miz to win. That's it? Pretty much. (laughs) It's a battle royal. There's not much more to say than, yeah, they're going to throw each other over the top. (laughs) Well, there's one thing that I I forgot to mention about here uh, that is really interesting, and that's with Sheamus being involved in it, if he wins, does that mean that they're going to just combine the titles? Or does that mean he's going to have both and they're going to do some kind of a stupid schmoz thing where he can lose like an Intercontinental Championship match and still be the U.S. champion or whatever? Would you like to see that happen? Or would you like to see him uh, not even come close to having both titles or what? I don't want Sheamus to win jack shit. But if it means the belts get unified and we're done with all that bullcrappery, I'd be fine with it. So all those questions, who do you want to win? Who do you think is going to win? And what do you think is going to happen with the U.S. and I.C. titles? Miguel? 
Uh, I think the bigger bit of news out of this that we need to all really take into account is Zack Ryder's on the pay-per-view in this matchup. Huh. Let's, let's just take that into account. Zack Ryder made it onto a pay-per-view. That's a win right there. So that's something we're And a win for us. Yeah, it's, it's a win for... It, we all win when Zack Ryder wins. Um, in terms of who I think is going to win... I have a feeling because of the fact that they did make somewhat of a big deal about his return, probably The Miz, especially if you go by a lot of the uh, hearsay about him and uh, Ric Flair soon enough, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Honestly, though, the guy that I want to see win, I want to Bo leave. I want to see Bo Dallas walk away with the belt. Even though he really doesn't need it, I would love to see him with the IC strap. And in terms of the whole Sheamus thing, that's just Sheamus filling up a spot. I mean... Think about how many times they had battle royals for the WWE title or, or even the Royal Rumble or something like that, and they've thrown the World Heavyweight Championship uh, champion into there. You know, they're, they're not there. They don't throw people like that into there for the purposes of thinking, oh, they might unify things. It's just – it's a spot. He's, he's going to be there just to be a warm body for somebody to throw over the ropes. And I think at the end of the day, it's probably going to be Miz winning, and I guess that's fine. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Miz, but – they, they see something in him, so at least somebody's getting pushed. Sean, what do you think is happening here? Who do you want to see win? Uh, I, I think The Miz is going to win it. And uh, for hoping-wise, I really hope the Great Carly wins it. <laughs> and what I would think would happen if Sheamus wins, um, I think he would retire both the Intercontinental and the US Championship and bring back the European belt. To get a lot of heat on us, turning him heel and ditching his stupid ass face character. You've been playing you had me uh, when you some said WWE sh- old game storylines and decided just to throw that out there. No, that was a great storyline. <laughs> you had me when you started off with saying Seamus retires. I was like, <laughs> I'm completely for that. He could have a retirement match with RVD and Del Rio, and all three can be counted out. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> Peyton, can we throw Kali in there while we're at it? Yeah, sure. I know it's going to be an ugly matchup, but, you know. Throw in Way Mysterio. It would be a five-way match. (laughs) Do you have six-person? We could do a uh, six-person. I don't know. Mark Henry. Why not? Uh, Mark Henry's awesome. Yeah, Mark Henry. He he can retire. (laughs) He can do the commentary for that and retire. How can you hate RVD but fucking like Mark Henry? (laughs) One is more talented. Fucking hate Mark Henry. (laughs) One is slightly less overrated than the other. Well, Peyton, who do you think's winning here? Who do you want to see win? And what do you think's the status of the championships going forward? The beauty of this match is that there's so many people that believably could win this and that I think people would be okay with winning. I mean, you got people like Kofi, Fandango, Dolph Ziggler. But when you really come down to it, I think there's four viable choices to win this. That is Cesaro, Bo Dallas, The Miz, and Sheamus. And I would really be happy with any of these. Obviously, I'd be happy with Cesaro and Bo Dallas because they're on my team. Uh, Sheamus, I think, would be cool just to get that unification out of the way. And, you know, maybe him and Cena could, like, show off their title scarves together and, like, do fashion shows, <laughs> pose. Uh, I don't think that's very likely. I think if you're going to unify those titles, it should be in a one on one match and not a battle royal situation like this. Unless this is just some, like, last minute decision and they wanted to rush it. I think that's a waste. I think if you were going to do that, do that at Night of Champions. That's the place to unify those titles. Yes. So that brings it down to Miz, Bo Dallas, and Cesaro. And if I had to pick one, I have to go with Cesaro. I mean, this has been the guy who's been a favorite for the longest time. He's demonstrated that he's the guy who's 
excellent at battle royals by winning that Andre the Giant battle royal. And if you remember, Andre the Giant won every battle royal he was ever in. So to give him that distinction of being the new Andre the Giant in a battle royal, it would be completely stupid to have him lose the very next battle royal that he's in. Also, they've been having him lose every goddamn match that he's been in on TV for the last like month. And they always do that. Whenever they're about to give someone any kind of push, they make them lose like crazy right before they do it. Think of how they did that with Dolph Ziggler, how they did that with CM Punk. They do it all the time. So my favorite for that is Cesaro. Miz would be a second place. I would have been more confident with Miz if they, yeah, they kind of made a big deal about his return, but they also kind of shat on him too. Like they had all this build up. Miz came out and then two minutes into the segment, all of a sudden it's about Jericho and the Wyatts. So he finally got his pickup victory this week, and I think Miz is going to have a good year, but I much more am picking Cesaro for this. So who do you guys think should win this? Who do you think will win it? Leave those comments below. We're going to continue on here and talk about Y2J himself and Bray Wyatt in the next match. Chris Jericho is going to face off for the first time outside of NXT against Bray Wyatt at battleground and i've already said a bunch of different times how i feel about how they rushed this so i'm not going to repeat myself about that all over again but as far as this match goes i'm really hoping that it's good enough that it'll justify having a rematch at SummerSlam, even though i don't have a whole lot of faith in it because i had never seen that other match and uh as far as the winner goes i could see it going either way but Part of me's thinking we're going to see Jericho win because Jericho tends to lose a lot when he has been coming back lately. And maybe this will be different. Maybe he'll win this match and then get his ass whooped on Monday Night Raw. Then they'll just have another match because it's like, yo, motherfucker, I already beat you, but let's do it again. Um, I'm kind of seeing a lot of different heels winning on this pay-per-view. So I'm throwing a couple more baby faces in there to kind of make up for it. And... Jericho isn't one that I'm 100% sound on him winning, but gun to my head, especially compared to a lot of the other matches, I could see this being more of a babyface one. So Jericho is who I think is going to end up winning. I don't really care who wins one way or another, but as long as this is a good match and they don't drag it on and SummerSlam doesn't seem like a, an afterthought, then okay. Wago? I think this match is going to end in some bullshit DQ finish. And that's the reason they drag it out to SummerSlam. I think Chris Jericho, if one's going to win, it's going to be Chris Jericho, though. Um, though I don't see it getting a real ending. And then Bray Wyatt will take the uh, final match win at uh, SummerSlam or Night of Champions if Jericho's around long enough. Miguel? I, you know what? I, I don't think that it's going to be a disqualification. I, I could see... I could see Jericho just doing the job for him twice, you know. I remember when the last time Jericho came back, I don't believe he won one major matchup. In all honesty, I couldn't remember a matchup during his run that he he, he got a, a good win on. So it wouldn't surprise me if he came in and just lost every matchup. He's here to make the other guy look good. And I think, I think he's going to give Bray probably his best matchup to date. But I really don't care either way if, if Jericho wins because that's not what he's here for. I, I, I'm... I'm to grips with that. John? So I, I'm going to I'm gonna go with uh, Bray on this one. Chris Jericho wins via DQ. And it's going to drag out to SummerSlam. Or what I'm hoping is that Chris Jericho wins 
and then he feuds with the Miz for the IC belt. I'd be all up for that. That would definitely make the IC belt seem a little bit more useful and purposeful. Yeah, but this is WWE, so expect a DQ win. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's why I said expect just two two matches of the same thing, and, and that's it. Don't yeah. expect much from WWE. Payton, Jericho, Wyatt, who's winning? You know, it's kind of unfortunate how unexcited for this match I am. Chris Jericho is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Bray Wyatt is one of the most interesting new characters they have around. And I'm not excited for this match in the slightest. I'm not even confident that it's going to be a great wrestling match. I, I don't see their styles working well with each other. I don't think Jericho has that fire in him that he used to, and I definitely don't think he has it in him to face a guy like Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt has only been getting more and more stale over the last number of months. They they were actually chanting boring during his promo this week. That's how bad it was. So I'm unsure what to really expect. If I had to lean towards anything, I actually am with Wago, where I think they're going to do some type of schmaz ending on this, maybe interference from Harper and Rowan, leading to some type of gimmick match at SummerSlam, where Bray would get the victory, and then wrap up the feud at Night of Champions, where Jericho gets the win in the end, because you always got to have the baby face get the victory in the end, and then they can both go on their own separate ways. Alrighty, we have the Zeb Coulter and Lana feud coming up next, and then we're going to roll on to Usos against the Wyatt family, Rollins against Ambrose, AJ Lee against Paige, and the WWE Championship. So that's all coming up soon. Stay tuned, click on those next videos, and check out what we have to see about those. America faces off against Russia or Bulgaria or whatever the fuck they're going to go with. Um, Zeb Coulter is going to accompany Jack Swagger to the ring. Lana is going to accompany Rusev to the ring. And we're going to see Jack Swagger and the Potato face off. And hopefully, even though I have no fucking faith in it whatsoever, hopefully Jack Swagger wins this. I would love to see Swagger win it more than I've wanted to see Swagger win any match in his entire wrestling career because I'm so sick of the Rusev thing. And this is the only thing that has made it interesting for me the entire time that he's been in WWE is the potential of this kind of a feud. And I think that this is the perfect time to just make Rusev lose, but you don't need to make him look like a fucking idiot. And you don't need to be undefeated to keep this going on. One of the biggest mistakes that WWE tends to make when it comes to monster heels is they make them undefeated to the point where they end up facing against somebody like a John Cena and then when they lose to him, they've already reached that top level, and there is nothing of substance. And then they become nothing. Uh, you know, Kali, Tensai, Umaga to an extent, he really needed to pick himself back up eventually. Ryback. Ryback, yeah. All these people, they get to that point, and then they just shove them right back down again. And I think you are far better off if you have Rusev lose this match, but pick himself back up and still try to keep going afterward. And then you are for him to just fucking beat Jack Swagger. And I have no faith whatsoever that they're going to do that. I'm expecting Rusev to just fucking beat Jack Swagger and that's it. But man, I'm going to be rooting 100% for Swagger and I'm going to be so much more interested in this match until he loses. And then I'll shit all over it. But that's basically my point of view. Wego, what do you think's happened here? What do you expect to happen? What do you hope happens? I think Rusev smash. And I will be very sad because Jack Swagger is finally over. 
And having him just stick around for so long and be kind of a nuisance to watch, um, it's nice to see him finally do something that I've taken an interest in. And, eh, I see what they're doing with Rusev. They want to keep the momentum, so he's going to roll over him. But I still think they could do that and give Jack Swagger the win here and, and continue the feud later. So I want Swagger to win, but it's not going to happen. Miguel? Let me pause that. Okay. Um... I think they've invested way too much time and effort into Rusev to have him lose to Jack Swagger. I mean, Jack Swagger has only really meant something within the last few weeks or so. I mean, he's kind of been floating around doing the whole, um, really just being Zeb Coulter's uh, lapdog, which is is fine. I mean, it's a place for him, but I think they see a future in Rusev. I, I really do think that they see some type of high-level, upper-mid-card, even main event spot for him. I mean, especially after the pop he got in that battle royal a few weeks back against um, against Roman Reigns. I think they see a future for this guy way more than, than Swagger, and I think wasting all that time building up that, that uh, undefeated streak on Jack Swagger is is a disservice to, to all their hard work. So I'm going to stick with Rusev, and that means I get points on the draft, so that's awesome, especially with Lana there, so I get double points. John? I'm going to be busy during this match trying to find Waldo. <laughs> Seriously, this is going to be my shit break. Really? That More so than the Cameron... Ver oh, wait. No, we already did Cameron versus Naomi. Um, Yeah, I can't think of another matchup, so yeah. Actually, actually by the time I'm finished having this shit, Rusev will probably already be out in the ring. Yeah, so, that's true. Because it's going to take him a while. <laughs> I better well, fill up on corn dogs because they got to spend seven minutes on Lana's entrance first. I love how Sean's like, he's like, oh, fuck, man, I really need to plan this shit out. Well, I'm going to eat this. Yeah, you know, you, you got to plant starch and shit to do. You know, you don't want to eat runny. Fucking hell. Fuck Sean's just pissed because no one's going out there and waving the flag of whales. <laughs> Angrily at have, have you seen our flag? Our flag is amazing. <laughs> it's a dragon, for fuck's sake. Google really? It. Yeah. I thought it should have a whale on it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. you know, I'm not going to lie, that flag is pretty fucking badass. So, yeah. Will's rules. America, yeah. And Russia. <laughs> Just put it this way, I've gone off potatoes. Uh, you're more of a um, rice guy. What? For a side dish or something. I don't know what. I'm confused. <laughs> Next guy. Never mind. Never mind. Peyton. Bring Drew back. Yeah, boo. Can we time cow Tony? <laughs> I don't know if they expected this feud to get over as much as they did. Uh, and people need to get over this. Rusev is over. Rusev is kicking ass, and he is going to be a big star into the coming years. However, I'm in 100% agreement with you, Tony. You cannot run this undefeated gimmick for too long. Otherwise, it's going to be more harmful and it is helpful. You've done it for a period of time. It's helped them get started and start getting over. It's time to start show more chinks in the armor of Rusev. And they've been doing that. You know, every week he's showing a little bit more weakness. I don't know if you guys saw anything from SmackDown this week. In fact, I'm confident you didn't see anything from SmackDown this past week. But Rusev had a match with Roman Reigns where they actually had a very competitive back and forth, very similar to how they did in that Battle Royal a number of weeks ago. Automatically, I'm sure they just assumed Rusev should just win this no problem and go on. But based on how things have been working, if they don't make the audible and have Jack Swagger win this match, I think that's a horrible, horrible mistake. 
I think have Jack Swagger win this and I can't believe I'm actually going to say this. Have it be by some kind of fluky roll up or something like that distraction, whatever it is to get a quick win victory, celebrate with the American flag waving, yada, yada, yada. Then next month at SummerSlam, they can face off against against each other in a submissions match because that way Jack Swagger can't get that quick roll of victory. He actually has to try to get Rusev to tap out which I would not see him able to do. Rusev would eventually get him into the accolade and get Jack Swagger to tap out, having Rusev win the final battle inside this war that they're doing, and in the end, looking stronger, and Jack Swagger not looking like a complete dunce. I'll one-up you even more. You want to get three matches out of these people? Swagger wins the first with some kind of a roll-up or something. Or a quick pin with some, like, you know, Lana and Zeb Coulter are fighting on the outside and Rusev gets distracted, so Swagger hits him with the, the gut wrench power bomb and wins or something like that. SummerSlam, you do another match. You don't go to the submission one quite yet because that's really like, a, uh, you know, he Rusev would obviously win that submission match. You do that at Night of Champions. Instead, you piss people off a whole lot, you do a flag match, <laughs> and Rusev fucking wins it. Because Lana ends up cheating. Yeah, I'm good with that. That way Rusev can wave that flag like a son of a bitch. <laughs> and everybody's booing the crap out of him. Give Swagger some kind of a thing where he, you know, he, I don't know, uses the flag and hits Rusev over the head with it or something like that. So you get a little bit of a celebration afterward. Rubber match at Night of Champions. Submission match. Swagger loses there. Not only have you given Rusev something where he's gotten hit back the win... They've both won in some kind of a fluky way. And Swagger looks more uh, set for being a mid-carder than he's been in months. So, uh, that's what we think about that match. We're going to move on to another one here. The Usos are going to defend the Tag Team Championship against the Wyatt family. And we will talk about that in Part 9. When I say, ooh, you say are going to lose the Tag Team Championship. Because that's what's going to happen here Luke Harper and Eric Rowan are facing off against the Usos in a two-out-of-three falls match for the WWE Tag Team Championship. And even though I would rather see the Usos retain, I'm fairly confident we're going to see the Wyatt family walk out with the titles this time. And I'm a little bit disappointed in that because I don't think that they have as much going for them as they used to. And the Usos would have been far better off keeping it. But you never know. still hasn't happened yet, so there's still a chance the Usos might retain. What do you think is happening in here, Wego? I think the Wyatt family is going to take it, and they should. Um, the Usos have done as much as they can do with it, so let's see the Wyatt family defend it against a few face teams. Here we go. As much as I would hate to say it, because it means I'm going to lose a ton of points, I, I think it is time for them to finally hand the belts over to the Wyatts. I mean, they've been champs for, what, several months now? Almost a year, it feels like, even though it probably hasn't, but... I, I, I do think that, that that division needs a bit of shaking up. So I'm going to go with the Wyatts on this one, even though it kills me. Sean, who's winning? The Wyatts win this, and then they're going to drop the titles the next night on Raw to, to Team Stardust. The next night? Yep. Huh. You know what? WWE's done that kind of stuff in the past. I wouldn't be too surprised. And they are kind of holding off on the Dusts. Because... The Wyatts are losing steam, and they're losing it fast. So they'll probably end up back on NXT by in a couple of months. I think, the belts will actually, I think the belts are actually going to give them that boost of energy that they need. I, I know a lot of people are saying they're losing steam, and I, I can't disagree too much. But 
I, I think that the giving them the belt are actually going to be a, a positive to them. I'll go ahead and disagree and say Bray Wyatt's losing steam. These two are getting their own uh, individuality and personality, finally. I like what they're doing with them as opposed to what they're doing with Bray Wyatt. So I think they're going to be uh, better off when they actually split. They practically have split. I mean, they don't even come out with each other anymore, it seems. You got a new theme song, like their fourth uh, theme song in a couple of months. Oh. Yeah, they're trying to uh, beat the core for the most amount of theme songs they can have. <laughs> so, Peyton, is this going to be the time that the Wyatt family wins? Is the, the new theme songs a sign for that, and the fact that Luke Harper finally has a jacket? Or is that just you know something random and Usos are retaining? You know, I, I have enjoyed seeing the Wyatt's steady decline, but I, I think if they're going to rehab them at all, this is the way you're going to do it. I, I don't think Bray Wyatt's going to get too much higher than he is. I think you could still do a little something with the tag team, and if you're going to put the belts on them, now's the time to do it. I, I would have said last month would have been the time to do it, and they delayed too long, but you got to do it now. I predict that the next opponents from the go-against would be Stardust. I don't know if I would expect them to lose it to them, they may. I mean, they were already tag team champions, so they don't particularly need it. I I definitely see it also being another wedge between those two and Bray. Uh, once they get their titles, they they probably will very, if ever, come out with Bray Wyatt anymore. Okay, we've got a couple more matches left to do. I think three of them left in this uh, card that have already been announced. So we are going to roll on in the next part and do Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is going to face off against Dean Ambrose. And actually the number two, maybe number three match that I'm most excited about watching. Because I, above all, I am interested in the Intercontinental title match. And then it sort of depends, the world title one or this one. Leaning more towards this one being the second match that I'm interested in. Ambrose is in a really good spot now in WWE. I mean, he's been getting a lot of steam uh, opposite of what we were just talking about in the last part with the Wyatts losing a little bit of steam. Ambrose is doing great for himself. Seth Rollins is doing really good for himself. And for that matter, we're fucking Roman Reigns. Is. I mean, the Shield are just killing it right now. So Ambrose and Rollins, I think, are going to have the best match of the night. And I'm really excited to see where they take this afterward, too, because... I think this has still has a lot of legs to it. Um, Rollins will probably win here, if not just because he has the money in the bank, and if he lost, they might not really be into that idea of him cashing in or something. But I could see Rollins winning and Dean Ambrose coming back again, doing the cash-in thing and stopping that as retribution for it more than anything else. I go, who are you going with? This is a toughie, but I'm going with Seth Rollins, and I think that Dean Ambrose will win at the end of the feud. So I'm going to agree with you and say it'll probably be the best match of the night, and I wouldn't expect Seth to cash in on this evening. Not even to attempt? Maybe to attempt, but um, it'll get stopped by Ambrose. But I'm not sure that we're even going to see this match since we've heard nothing as far as Seth Rollins' update goes. Uh, I think the last update was that he's fine. Oh. Uh, did they fix his paw? <laughs> Might be. It was an awful nudge. So, <laughs> Miguel, who do you think's winning here, Rollins or Ambrose? I don't know. 
it's it, it can go either way. If it were SummerSlam, I'd probably say Ambrose just because I know that they probably want to give people, you know, the, the happy ending. But it, like I said, whoever wins this one will probably end up getting the, their win back at the next pay-per-view. So it's really hard to say because they could easily have it be Rollins wins here and then loses at the next pay-per-view or vice versa because they both pretty much seem to want to push both guys just as strong. So uh, I'm probably going to go with Seth Rollins just to take the safe pick because Seth Rollins obviously is a member of the authority. So the fix might be in on him more than, than Ambrose. Well, Sean, you're a big supporter of Seth Rollins. Do you think he's winning here? Uh, yeah, he's definitely winning. And um, it's because Kane is going to interfere. This is going to be the match of the night. 30 minutes. And yeah, then at the end of the night, Rollins is going to try to cash in. Ambrose stops him. And then we have a match at SummerSlam where Ambrose wins. And then Rollins cashes in later on in the night to beat bloody Roman Reigns with the title at SummerSlam. That's it's my prediction. Be a, cash on it. it. It's going to be a curtains match at SummerSlam. <laughs> Just for the blinds. It's blinds, yeah. goddammit. Peyton, who's winning here? Rollins, Ambrose, Kane? <laughs> <laughs> I would expect a Rollins victory. I think the beatdown on Ambrose is going to be the explanation for him being a little bit weaker going into the match and make an easy win for Rollins. So where do you guys think this is going to go for SummerSlam? Because if you don't do just a standard gimmick match between the two, you know, like a last man standing or a street fight or something like that, you kind of need to put something in there. What I'm really hoping for, and I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know. They've done it in the past. I would like to see Dina Ambrose face Seth Rollins for the Money in the Bank briefcase at SummerSlam and maybe even win it. But what would you do for SummerSlam to make this feud go on longer? Let's go in that same order again. Wigo? As far as this match goes, you have Seth Rollins wins by Dirty Means, and then Dean Ambrose continues to try and fuck with him. And I'd love for them to build up a stipulation where Dean Ambrose can win the contract. But here's the issue that you have. Why would Seth put it on the line unless it's going to be one of those stipulations where if I win, you leave the WWE and you stop being a crazy bastard and fucking my career up? And if you do that, put that on the line. I'll put the contract on the line. So that's the only way I can see they can do something like that unless they have a face GM come out and try and screw with uh, Seth, which I don't imagine happening. So um, that's the only thing I could would do if I could make that match happen. I really thought you were going to say Seth wins with 30, 30 means and Ambrose wins with 30 deeds. <laughs> I was really expecting that. <laughs> when I said it, I was like, oh, wait, he's got a finisher called Dirty Means. <laughs> dirty Deeds, and then I couldn't think of anything to go with it. <laughs> Done dirt cheap. <laughs> Miguel, how would you book these two for SummerSlam? If the plan is to have them go against each other in some type of matchup for the briefcase, I could see Ambrose then winning this pay-per-view and then Seth winning at the next one. It, like I said, it's WWE's even Steven booking style. I just don't see them jobbing out either guy twice in a row. So it all depends on who wins this matchup. I mean, if it's, Ray, if it's Seth Rollins winning this matchup, then I could see a rematch, but I could see it be like under maybe cage rules or something. 
or or just a regular street fight. If it's Ambrose, then I could see them maybe using that saying Ambrose won, so he gets to choose their rematch and he gets to throw that stipulation out there and just some type of contrived way to where they put the belt on the uh, briefcase on the line and Seth wins. So it's all going to depend. The direction that they go is all going to depend on who wins this matchup. Because like I said, it's got to be even Steven. John, what would you do? What would I do? I'd keep the fucking briefcase on my fucking bloke. That's what I would do. But um, yeah, um, I tell you what match I would like to see at SummerSlam between these two. And that is a, an I Quit match. Like the John Cena and JBL I Quit match. Back, back in the day. Back when John Cena was relevant. And when was he was awesome. an underdog? Yeah, I liked him then. Yeah. You know, because I'm a 30-year-old who plays Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> I'm not actually 30, by the way. I'm only 24. I'm 25 next month. Yeah, none of us are 30 yet. <laughs> and none of us play Dungeons & Dragons, I think, so... Well, I still play with Legos. Well, Legos are kind of awesome, so... Not when mm-hmm. you step on them. That's true. Oh, that that would be a good match. A Lego match. That would be class. <laughs> like you know one what, of those Mick a... Foley matches where he used to put out all the thumbtacks. He just pours a bunch of Legos. And they're like, oh, fuck, it's Legos. Like, Yeah, that's going to be my gimmick if I get into wrestling. I'm just going to bring out a bag full of Legos. You know what would really suck to that match, though? The build to it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Before I do any more stupid-ass Lego puns, Peyton, how would you book this match between the two of those at SummerSlam? This would require a bit of rebooking because I know this is not even remotely in their plans, but I think the money match that you would have wanted to have for SummerSlam would have been the implosion of the shield. And you should have had all three members face each other in a triple threat. Now, whether you want to put the briefcase in that, whatever, however you want to make it happen, make it happen. But if you didn't do this on the big stage of SummerSlam, you're just probably never going to do it because they're not going to do it at WrestleMania next year. By the time you get to any other big name pay-per-view, it's going to be irrelevant anymore. People are barely even going to remember the Shield. So that's what I would have done. Well, now with this, the way that it's turned out, what do you think that they should do? Just a standard, like, gimmick match? I don't even see a reason for them to extend the feud. I would say have Rollins win and then have them go their separate ways. Hmm. We have two other matches to talk about. AJ Lee versus Paige is coming up in part 11. Then part 12, we're going to talk about the WWE title. And then we're going to do Fantasy League. And then that'll be it. So we will see you then. It's the time right before the main event, which means we should talk about the Divas Championship match because that's probably where they're going to be put on the card. Although the past couple of months they haven't because there's been other matches that they've added at the last minute. So you never really know. Maybe this will be a spot for Adam Rose versus um, Damian Sandow instead. And these people, uh, AJ Lee and a- uh, Paige, who have been in a pretty uh, big spotlight for the Divas title lately, they might end up getting a better spot on the card. So that'll depend on the quality of this match. That'll depend on how much of focus they actually want to put on it. But I think that this is actually going to be the best Divas match of the entire year. And maybe even the best one that we've seen in a couple of years or so. If it isn't, then they're pretty much screwed because I don't think any other people on this entire roster can end up having a better match than what these two could probably have together. So it's all up to AJ Lee and Paige to figure out if that's going to be the top or if it's going to be a letdown. And I'm expecting AJ to retain and for Paige to finally just go ahead, full-on heel, 
at the end of the match, flipping out and attacking AJ or something like that. Um, what do you think is going to happen here, Wego? As far as best Dubas match of the year, I'm pretty sure NXT's had a few of that already. But as far as main roster goes, it has potential. I'm going to be in full agreement with you that I think AJ takes the win. Just because I think WWE sees a lot more in her than they do Paige. And then they'll set Paige for a full heel turn and drag this feud out for a couple more months. Here we go. I think this needs to be a nice long matchup because if they're going to do the double turn, they need to build that up. I don't think they can just do like, oh, all of a sudden this person's heel, all of a sudden this is face. I I almost see the potential for this to almost mirror the likes of Austin versus Brett when they had their double turn. You, you have a nice a nice matchup that these guys can really go – that these two women can really go out there and you tell a story. You give them the chance to do that and I think that could really get their, their, their double turn over. And if there's two divas out there that could pull that off and pull off a nice long matchup – it's these two, so I I see I it could go either way. Honestly, I could see Paige maybe winning by by some type of deceitful way, maybe a, a roll up with the tights. But I I think the story is going to be what's going to sell this. And um, yeah, I I'm going to stick with Paige on this one. Sean, what do you think about these chickens? Who's winning? Well, earlier on during the camera and all the Omi match, I said I was going to be the winner for that match and for this match i am going to be the winner because who likes short shorts i like short shorts you know what i'm saying and these two little birds you got the ass of aj and you got the stomach of page combine them together they'll be my dream bird <laughs> i don't but, think i don't think their skin tones have matched though yeah but yeah EJ's definitely winning this, sadly. And I would love to see Paige turn heel. Yeah. Meow. <laughs> Peyton, AJ retaining. Paige going to win the title back. What's happening with um, Team Next Gen? Well, I really have been enjoying what they've been doing with this feud. I think it's one of the most unique things they've done with the Divas, where they're having them do this really fake friendship with each other, but deep down inside, you know, they both cannot stand each other, and they just want to rip each other's weaves out. So it's it's one of the most true-to-home Divas storylines I think we have ever, ever seen. So I, I have to applaud them for that. They both have been playing their parts excellently. I don't know if it's going to happen in this match, but I do eventually see Paige doing some type of heel turn and getting that title back. I, I don't know if I would do it in this one. Might be a little too soon. Maybe save it for SummerSlam. I'm torn on that one, so I, I don't know what to tell you on that one. Um, I, I guess I would say AJ wins this one, and then Paige wins at SummerSlam, but I'm, I'm torn. We have one more match to talk about, and we will one see you more in match. that. <laughs> that ended up going out perfectly. <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. Click on that next video, and you will see our thoughts about the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. John Cena, the 15-time WWE Champion, is going to face off against Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, and Kane in a fatal four-way match to determine who faces Brock Lesnar in the John Cena versus Brock Lesnar match that they've already announced a bunch of different times at SummerSlam. So, whoops. Spoiler, John Cena's winning here, and there should not be any surprises whatsoever when that happens. And that's a shame that they kind of did that because they just killed all the suspense for everybody who goes on the internet and pays attention to that kind of stuff. Not that we wouldn't have already already thought that uh, John Cena was going to win, but 
it just seals the deal even more. And that kind of also spoils the whole Plan C thing and whether or not Seth Rollins is going to cash in and a lot of other different things. But uh, SummerSlam doesn't really matter all that much, right? It's just like a B pay-per-view now. I think it's that's the Daniel mentality. Bryan of pay-per-views. Yeah, it's like a B-plus pay-per-view or so. Plan C-plus for that pay-per-view. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going with John Cena here. Um, probably my third favorite match of the night I'm expecting. And I don't think it'll really be uh, making a whole lot of waves. Where you go? Yeah, I'm kind of not excited. I think the match is going to be good. But, again, you can kind of come to a conclusion of a few different endings and how it's going to be. So, Cena, will, Cena is going to win. Seth Rollins will fail to cash in, and we might get some interference on Brock knocking him out at the end of the pay-per-view. So, yeah, one of those deals. So, Cena wins. Miguel is winning. It's obviously it's going to be Cena. I mean, it really is a shame that they would leak that that uh, that trailer for SummerSlam out there that straight out just says Brock and John Cena are going to be. You're not sure it's going to be uh, Kane? I'm pretty confident Kane normally. <laughs> I got rid of Kane. I, I went. I, I, I dropped him from my team. That's which good because mis- uh, fucking Drew would rip your throat out if you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I made the first mistake of, of taking Kane in in exchange for Cody Rhodes, and look where that got me. So, I, like I said, it really is a shame that they would leak that uh, that that uh, trailer out to their local markets for that pay per view. But they did what they did. The the fix is in. We all know where they're going with this. So it's gonna be John Cena. Sean, any differing opinions, or are you going with the same stuff? Let's be honest, right? Before the trailer was even leaked, or poster was even leaked, we all knew John Cena was fucking winning this. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell, even Stevie Wonder knew John Cena was going to fucking win this. Well, he definitely can't see John Cena. <laughs> Alright, fucking hell. Just... <sighs> yeah, screw blind people. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other different type of blinds match. But, but yeah, John Cena's win. Again. Payton, save me from making more bad puns. I think it's all too late for that one. <laughs> but, we're, uh, we're a couple shows too late for that one. Yeah. I I don't think it's a guarantee because that poster says absolutely nothing about that match being a title match. So just saying that, that it was given away because they're saying they have that match doesn't mean anything. That match could just as easily be a non-title match. Doesn't the trailer... Is there a trailer? I, believe, I didn't know anything about trailer. I yeah, saw the tra- I saw a trailer of it on um online. I think uh somebody um I think it was leaked out to the local markets that the uh, pay per view is going to be in. It I don't think it says Brock Lesnar versus John Cena title matchup, but it does imply that Brock Lesnar will be facing John Cena. I know they mention how many times that each one has won different championships. I mean, I 100% fully expect John Cena to win this and for that match to be a title match, but I'm just. Being devil's advocate here, nothing on the poster I've seen. I haven't seen this trailer, so I can't speak for that. Maybe that clarifies it a little bit more, but nothing I've seen says that that's a title match. But uh, I'm definitely leading towards John Cena. If it's not John Cena, maybe Randy Orton, but more than likely John Cena. Seth Rollins comes out, tries to cash in. Dean Ambrose interrupts him, scares him away. Brock Lesnar comes out with Paul Heyman, beats the shit out of John Cena, setting them up for SummerSlam. It's it's pretty obvious. And if it does anything differentiating from that, I'd be really surprised. 
Okay, guys, that rounds out all of our stuff for Battleground, and I mentioned it a couple times before, but if you missed out on it, leave those comments below and check out uh, the predictions on smartoutmoment.com. Leave your predictions there as well. When it comes to the pay-per-view time, I'll be doing the coverage on smartoutmoment.com, so you guys can check that out and follow along and chat alongside it on the uh, sidebar of the page for everybody else who's checking out um, the live coverage there. And next week we will tell you all of our review and all the results and everything like that that happened with Battleground. And we have one more bit of business to take care of on this episode of Smack Talk. That is a fantasy league coming up in the next part. So we will see you there. Make sure you click on that next video and stay tuned. The last bit of business that we always take care of here on Smack Talk is to run down everything that's going on and what happened the past few episodes, past a few days in the Fantasy League. So, Payton, hit us with a little recap there. What's the new scores? Anything happening we need to know? Well, this is our final week heading into WWE's Battleground special event. And as such, it'll be the end of Session 3. And the scores have not changed too dramatically. Tony Mango's Tony's Tyke still sit in last place, 173 points. However, they are on the rise with the newly acquired AJ Lee. Steven Huego's Team Thoner sitting in fifth place with 331 Miguel Leon and Drew White have broken their tie. Miguel Leon is in fourth with 364. Drew White's Drew Koo with 368. Sean Walker's team homeless in second place with 473. Woo-hoo. And my team, Team Next Gen, still sitting pretty. First place with almost a 200-point lead, 665 points. It's getting a little scary, though. Sean Walker's catching up, and everyone else is finally just starting to show some promise. Hopefully you guys can uh, get yourselves in the game there, especially Tony Mango. At least nobody's in negative points at this point. <laughs> But uh, let's head over into the second part of what we do here in the Fantasy League, and that is trades. Currently sitting in first place for the trade order is actually myself. And I am very conflicted. Uh, There's a couple people I could drop and take a chance on. Uh, Bad News Barrett is, of course, out on injury. Cesaro is not looking too pretty. Even Paige isn't doing as great as she once was. And I really don't want to have to take him off my team. But... I think with the injury currently going on and unsure of what his future is, even though he's going to be appearing this Sunday at the pay-per-view, I don't know if it's going to be in a major capacity. So I'm going to take a chance. Since I have this big lead, I think I can afford to do it. Going to drop Bad News Barrett. And in his place, I am going to take Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Trading off for Lesnar. <laughs> uh, next in the list would be Tony Mango. Well, I have one question I have to ask you before I make this move. Yes. If I keep Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. what is the penalty thing? It goes in different increments of what? Five. So it's five for every week? Five more for every week. So this uh, past Monday on Raw, he took negative five points. This coming run Monday, he would take negative 10. The following Monday, negative 15. Hmm. I'm dropping Daniel Bryan. Oof. And I'm picking up Bad News Barrett. All right, there you go. Mr. Tony Mango taking that Bad News Barrett. Mr. Steven Huego, you are next in the list. 
So, Sean, do you want to do that trade stuff? No, I'm good. <laughs> then, uh, I'm tempted to get rid of Paul Heyman, courtesy of giving me a big scare, but I think I'm clear for now. I'm good. All right, Miguel, you're next in the list. Way go, keeping on skies. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm going to do the, uh, wait a minute. Do I still... Hold on, I think I might be looking at the wrong uh, listings. Uh, you have Rusev, yeah, Two Usos, and Lana, and Triple H. Yeah, I, I think I'm good with that. All right. <laughs> You're good with keeping the Usos? Okay. Well, who else am I going to trade them for? There's no one else. Naoma. How, how about that uh, 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 Kofi? <laughs> you might be able to pick up good old Hearsay Heath Slater. Yeah. No, I, I think the Usos are still going to get wins. Yeah, they're going to take a big hit now, but they're they're still going to be in that, that win streak for a while. I, I think WWE sees the marketability in them, and, and besides, they're a big fixture on Total Divas, so I think they're they're good for a future for a future bet. I'm, I'm going to have to take a hit, you know, this coming week, but it's all right. All right. Well, then that would bring it to Drew, who is not with us this evening, and he has not sent me any notes. So, Sean Walker, anything for you this week? Yes, uh, I'll, I'll drop the last dude that I that I incorporated into my team, which I think was Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Yes, it was. I'll drop Kofi to pick up Daniel Bryan. Ooh. All right, Daniel Bryan uh, shifting I'll take, teams. I'll take the points losses. I don't give a shit. All right, a lot, little bit of switching around going on here, but I think I kind of dig what we got going on. Certainly, lots of shaking up happening. And speaking of the shakeup, we will be having our predictions contest for Battleground. Drew White currently has two wins, and if he gets one more, he's going to be able to do the shakeup in which he switches any two members from teams that are in the same ranking. So if you wanted to take Brock Lesnar from me, he could trade Brock Lesnar for Roman Reigns, which I would totally be okay with. Well, we'll see if that happens. First, he has to win it. We'll keep you guys updated, and for all updates, be sure to take Stay tuned to KeepingKFabe.com or the official Keeping Kayfabe Facebook page. Okie dokie, everybody. That is it for all the content, really, you could call it, for this episode. We just need to do some plugs, then an outro, then we'll say goodbye. So, Wego, you're first up on the plugs. Throw out all there right. what throw out. For all your coverage for Fight Night Dublin when Conor McGregor, the self-proclaimed greatest, self-proclaimed greatest of all time, returns to the UFC, you can go to udmma.com to get all your coverage on that. Uh, Facebook.com slash udmma and Twitter.com slash udmma. And make sure to check out all your Addicted to Anime news. Go to Facebook.com slash AddictedAnimeFans. Miguel. Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock on blogtalkradio.com. Check out the Untitled Movie Show. Um, I didn't get a chance to promote last week's show because I wasn't here for the um, for the Monday Night Raw post show. But we did an episode on Michael Bay. We did a Michael Bay retrospective on all his movies in honor of Transformers 4 and July, of course, being America Month. We decided to look at the most American director out there. So check that out. Check out our upcoming show this coming Tuesday. We'll be discussing ad, uh, movie adaptations of non-movie franchises, comic books, TV shows, things like that. We'll just be discussing that. So check that out, 8 o'clock on blogtalkradio.com. Oh, uh, by the way, we also had a special guest on um, this past uh, week's show with Michael Bay. Um, we had the uh, Dex Xavier Josiah, who is the uh, leader of the Anime Comics Movies and Games Forum on Facebook. So definitely check that out. It's a great little uh, group of uh, 
guys like us who are big into just pop culture in general. So I just wanted to plug his stuff before I before I uh, finish up. So uh, check that out and check out the upcoming episode of the Untitled Movie Show, eight o'clock Tuesday night on BlogTalkRadio.com. Mr. Walker. AIDS. <laughs> what? Everyone's got a him. funny. Not a funny topic. So please donate what you can to my Twitter account at Chomacy2K37. Faden, <laughs> <laughs> hit us with the last of the fl- uh, plugs there. Well, I'd like to take this opportunity to ask all of our listeners to tell us what your favorite moments from listening to us is. That could be anything from any show we do. That could be from Smack Talk. It could be from the Raw Post Show. It could be from Keeping Kayfabe. It could be from anything that we do. Let me know what they were. I want to make a compilation of everyone's favorite moments. So tell us what it is. Leave us leave it in the comments. If you remember what episode it was from, that's absolutely preferential. Help us out a lot because I want to put something fun like that together. Also, be sure to join our official Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash groups slash the Megamaniac a place where you could talk to us all throughout the week about all things going on in the wrestling world not just on Monday nights, not just on Friday nights you could talk to us every day of the week follow me on Twitter at Mr. Payton at M-R-P-A-D-E-N and of course join us every single Monday night following Raw on MegapowersRadio.com okay guys stay tuned to everything else that I had mentioned on the rest hold not going to go over all of them because you guys should be checking that out and uh, the only other one that I actually do want to mention is if you are going to be joining us for the live edition of Smack Talk, that's going to come Saturday, August 9th at 8 p.m. on megapowersradio.com. Make sure to check out everything else that's on megapowersradio.com, everything under the Fanboys Anonymous branch and everything else like that. Next week, we're going to go over Battleground Review, and we'll do the usual shtick that we do, round four of the Hottest Divas Tournament, Hot Tags, Ask Him, etc., etc., Until then, this has been another Smark Out moment, and we are being counted out. Kung Fu Kenta! It's Kung Fu Kenta, baby! Whoa-ho! Kung Fu Kenta! He's not John Tenta. Oh no! Kung Fu Kenta! Wearing lots of magenta. Yeah! Kung Fu Kenta! Gave up rice for Lenta. Oh, Kung Fu Kenta. His kicks will give you dementia. Yeah, Kung Fu Kenta. Will be featured less than Emma. Hey, Kung Fu Kenta. Outro Hacienda. Woo, Kung Fu Kenta. I'm done. That was surprisingly amazing. <laughs>